Hi everyone, and welcome to the FlexCast, the podcast that deep dives into the topic of flexible resourcing and flexible work. In multiple episodes over the coming weeks, we will highlight different angles by answering questions about the benefits, challenges, trends, technology, and the future of flexible work. But we're not doing this alone. We're receiving very welcome support from leading industry experts coming from the business and consumer side. This podcast is produced by Roller, a company that provides businesses with flexible resourcing technology, also known as platform technology. In the first two episodes, we briefly explained what flexible resourcing entails. If you haven't already, we invite you to listen to the first two episodes, to get up to speed with the concept and to discover what it means and does for businesses. In the next two episodes, we'll focus more on the flexible platform workers side. My name is Gabriela and I'm your FlexCast host. With me today is Wichert Dehan, co-founder of Romler and our guest Martijn Aretz, platform expert. As platform expert, Martijn examines the developments of the market, challenges the stakeholders of platforms, exposes dilemma, and has a clear vision of the future of work. The perfect guest to try to find an answer to this episode's question. What are the current trends around the platform economy and its users? So who's ready? Let's get started. Welcome, Wichert and Martijn, and thanks for joining us today. Martijn, you're a platform economy expert. Can you briefly describe what you do on a daily basis? Yes. Uh, first, uh, thanks for having me. Nice being here. And yeah, on a daily basis, what I do is, is uh, I do research on, on different platform topics, uh, also together with all the stakeholders in the, in the debate. Uh, I think a lot about platforms, I write about platforms on a daily basis. So like today, I'm here yeah. in Amsterdam at your, at your office. Uh, from there, I'm going to do to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to different other uh, appointments and, and interviews. Um, and so what I do in general is look at different questions in a platform and gig economy uh, and mostly focusing on the question, okay, how to, to uh, yeah, uh, make a platform uh, uh, economy work for everybody. So why did you decide to dive into the world of uh, the platform economy? Yeah, that's maybe a strange route, but <clears throat> um, uh, I have a background in marketing and uh, events. And in 2010, I uh, quit my job to follow my dream. So I traveled for five months in an old Volkswagen T2 van through Europe, talking to the leaders of 20 big European brands like uh, uh, Alessi, Lego, uh, Manchester United, Mini, Adidas, Skype, 20 nice brands. When I returned home, I uh, started my own company and I wrote a book, Brand Expedition, about my uh, interviews with, with the brands. And then I also thought, okay, let's also translate this uh, book into English. And I funded the English translation, uh, the cost of translation, print and design uh, by uh, the first equity crowdfunding campaign in the world, which was nice to get uh, lots of media attention. But behind the scenes, uh, it was quite a mess. So I lost about 100,000 euro because, uh, yeah, there were some flaws in the system. Um, but what I then saw is, okay, this platform has lots of potential, but it needs to change a lot before it will also uh, work for everybody. Um, and by then, my curiosity in this platform economy uh, started. And this and was 10 years ago? 10 years ago, yeah. Crowd, crowd financing, right? Crowdfunding. Crowdfunding, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Interesting. And Wickert, you are one of the founders of Roller. You invited Martijn to this podcast. How do you two know each other? Well, it's funny you're asking. We were just looking it up. And um, I don't know exactly when I met him, but uh, we met in 2018, so a couple of years ago. Um, and it could very well be at an event that Martijn would host, um, as Martijn is 
what I really like about him, he's he's really uh, inviting all of the um, platform owners and and founders uh, to talk with each other and to have a, a conversation on where platforms is going. I, and I really like that. So there's a lot of other connection that I've made through Martijn as well. All right. And I'm curious because you, your interest started with crowdfunding, but it shifted now towards more working via platforms in a crowdsourced way, I guess. Yeah, it's more that <clears throat> my interest uh, because of my field campaign or the campaign was successful, but then the end, uh, the, the financial part field uh, was with crowdfunding. But crowdfunding is, is just a platform that, that's, that connects demand and supply creates trust and then also and then also facilitates in a transaction. And from there, I was looking much more broader to the platform economy because this platform model works in different markets. Uh, so uh, it started with, uh, with, uh, with funding, but also in, in goods, uh, the sharing economy, also yep. in labor. So I'm looking to uh, platform uh, topics from different uh, perspectives. And why do you think people choose to work via platforms, Martijn? What are their motives and what opportunities does it bring to them? I think uh, the best thing uh, that you, you can do is ask, them that, ask it uh, to themselves. But uh, uh, what I <clears throat> hear from people working via platforms that they really like the, the flexibility and the uh, autonomy by working via platform. Uh, because normally um, uh, organizational processes, they are really uh, focused uh, on the uh, process and the organization and not around the individual. And what's uh, different platforms and working via platforms, which can be done in various ways, uh, also within organizations, it really changes uh, the roles and it's really focusing on, okay, not on processes, but on the individual. So the individual is is, is the central point and not the, uh, the, 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 the process. Yeah. And I know that you, you just mentioned you did a crowdfunding uh, action uh, like 10 years ago, but besides that, have you yourself worked uh, through a platform? Uh, I didn't do any work via platforms. Uh, I did hire people via via platforms, uh, and also in the different sectors of platforms, I'm using platforms a lot. So also in the sharing economy, crowdfunding. So like in crowdfunding, I, I invested in about 400 different cases just to learn on how the process works. I also did in total four crowdfunding campaigns myself. Uh, with sharing economy, I rented out my my, my camera and and uh, and and audio gear via platforms. Uh, and what I also do is just subscribe to platforms without uh, working via platforms just to see how the processes work. So I just subscribe till the moment I need to upload my ID or my credit cards uh, because then you also learn a lot about the processes of the platform. Yeah. Well, I myself got to work today uh, via such a platform. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very familiar with them. And Wickert, from your experience, do you hear these motives uh, from platform workers as well? So the flexibility, autonomy that um, Martijn was talking about? Yeah, I think uh, um, flexibility and autonomy are, um, of course, well-known reasons to work with platforms. Um, there are many other reasons, uh, for example, why um, um, people can also develop themselves through platforms really well. So do the tasks that you're really good at, um, which is also autonomy, of course. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that are the most um, important reasons for people to work through platforms. And Martijn, of course, every new development has its challenges. What challenges do platform workers face? I think the challenge, and it's also the challenge in the platform debate, is the platform worker doesn't exist. The same like the freelancer or the employer or whatever. <clears throat> so it's, it's, it's really 
different population. So some people, they use it uh, as a main income. Some people just use it uh, for, for just some additional money to, uh, to buy beer uh, when you go to the bar because they're open right now. Yes. Um, so it's, it's really different. Uh, and, and that's also, you see that's also the problems also in the base, very difference per, per situation. Uh, so what you see in general on the gig economy challenges are uh, the impact of the algorithm in allocating work uh, to people. Uh, the way that the technology uh, monitors people uh, working, uh, so they're feeling, uh, yeah, being watched by the algorithm. Uh, there's, there are, are of course quite some discussions on the legal status of the of, of the worker. So there are quite some some challenges. Um, what I also see is that most challenges are also just um, uh, not really only focusing on platforms, but also more broad on labor markets. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've seen uh, similar challenges uh, coming through. Wickert, how do you think platforms can tackle these challenges? I think there are different ways of um, tackling the challenges. And of course, it depends on which platform worker you're um, dealing with, because as Martijn mentioned, there are different kinds of platform workers. Um, but I think in general, we have the obligation to um, help them where we can in order to um, work safe and, 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 and on a well uh, based way. So, for example, if we're able to provide um, insurances, for example, um, and it's legal, we should do it. Um, if, if there's something that we can help them to um, build savings for later, um, those are things we should definitely look at um, while still not um, jeopardizing their freedom. So, for example, there's also so, for example, there's a, let's say, a constructor that has its own company. If we're going to bother him with an insurance, that would not work for him. But, for example, a casual roamer that wants to do something in the store, although chances are really, really small that something happens there, um, an insurance might work really well for them. And do you see similar trends in other uh, platform uh, companies, or is this specific to Roamler? No, I think that every platform company has its own challenges uh, and and also questions in uh, in that. So, so what do you do? What do you don't? I think what's really uh, is typical for platforms that they have really a a uh, kind of a um, attitude of facilitating the worker because uh, a platform is facilitating the bond and supply to do a transaction, and also in facilitating the worker also uh, are opportunities uh, for extra services uh, uh, like like insurance in, in, in these kind of uh, kind of stuff. And also because of a platform also really, so a platform is a kind of a matchmaker between a really big group of uh, demand and a really big group uh, of, of supply. And because uh, platforms are really the, the, the new middlemen within this normally fragmented market, there are also opportunities to, to really exploit these benefits of scale also for the users, uh, like insurance, maybe some, some collective buying for tools or whatever. Um, so there are different ways platforms can, can deal with that. But all in all, what I hear is that the platform workers have a lot of benefits from working via these platforms and that they're really central in the business models of these platforms, right? Uh, yes and no. I think that, 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 always, uh, that also depends on, on, uh, on the platforms. Um, and there's also the challenge also in the public debate, and also that's something I also talk uh, together with, uh, with labor unions about, is that some kinds of, of platform works are 
kind of work that was already precarious uh, before platforms uh, and will and we and and will always be precarious work like home cleaning uh, like uh, uh, food delivery and the challenge there is that um, the situation in the market uh, was already uh, bad and of course that doesn't really gives platforms the freedom just to also be a bad employer but i think it's also to really um, uh, be aware of the context of the markets outside the platform economy is really uh, 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 important. So what do you think about how the labor unions react on those platforms, for example, um, in helping in households, for example? Yeah, um, I think they are choosing the, the easy way, uh, the easy way of saying, okay, or, or, or advocating about, okay, having a contract uh, is, is the best thing that can happen to you as a worker. So the, uh, the, the labor unions in the Netherlands, they're really advocating for the temp agency uh, model. But when you really lo are looking in, okay, but what security do you have as a worker uh, working via such a temp uh, model? Uh, it's, quite, it's, it's, it's quite bad. Um, so the thing they're advocating by saying, okay, as long as you hire people, everything is okay, uh, is, is just crazy. And of course they also know. And the problem with that is because they're really focusing only on that issue, uh, of which they know isn't the, 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 uh, the solution, they also don't give attention to maybe uh, more important other issues, uh, like the, the role of technology uh, uh, in managing uh, a worker. And this is something that doesn't only uh, applies on platform environment, but also in the worker environments at all. Let's say like with the warehouse of Amazon or, or, or Bull.com. There's also lot, there's also lots of technology and algorithms making decisions about uh, the worker and also yeah looking what the worker is doing. So what I think is that the labor unions are um, are uh, don't take the responsibility of putting the real issues on the agenda and only focusing on uh, some questions that are. Um, of course, important, but are not the uh, solution. And of course, I also understand because it's easier to get attention from media when you win a court case. But in the end, the question is, okay, but for who are you doing this? And uh, like with the example with Helpling, the home cleaners, uh, Helpling is competing with uh, informal markets. And the uh, labor unions are, are, ignoring informal, uh, are, are ignoring informal markets. And of course, then you can be happy of winning a court case. But in the end, what does really change for the worker? And I think nothing. Yeah, so more people, more workers will end up being working informal, right? Uh, no. If, if, you, if you're going to prohibit it through the platform, then house cleanings, uh, cleaners are going to work with people without even paying taxes on it or being um, inside for people. Yes, the, 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 the alternative for a home cleaner at Helpling is informal market, not a cleaning company. So how, how could they solve it? The, in, so what, what, what should the labor markets, uh, labor uh, unions do? Um, I think be more honest about the, uh, the real problems. Uh, I, I, I did a keynote at a CNV conference, which is a big uh, labor union Netherlands, uh, just before COVID. And I started with, okay, um, you say you're, you're fighting against uh, uh, bogus employment, schijnzelfstandigheid in Dutch, but I think you're promoting uh, 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 fake security, so schijnzekerheid. Uh, because, yeah, when the alternative is such a uh, short-term temp uh, contract, uh, then you also don't have any, uh, uh, any any security at all. 
So I think that the the, the labor unions should really look more to to work uh, in a much broader sense of the of the of of the uh, uh, of the word, uh, really more focusing on the the worker and not only on the contract form. Um, and then see, okay, but because in the end also when, like you also said, okay, I, I'm also bringing platforms together to talk to each other, but, I'm, but, but as you also, also know, I'm also bringing different stakeholders together. So I think uh, my opinion is that, that, that the, let's say the, the platform workers are not really represented through the labor union. So they, they're picking up the glove and, and, and are fighting for their case, kind of. Mm -hmm. um, but how can we make sure that um, so do you agree on that, uh, or the, that, that, that the platform worker is not really represented by the um, labor union? And if or if not, how can we make sure that they are being represented? Because I think, as you said, there are so many different platform workers. I find it really a st uh, struggle to, to represent them or to, to make sure that they are represented. Yeah, it's a good question, because I think... Uh, Labor unions in Netherlands already uh, they have the challenge in 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 uh, representing uh, workers at all uh, because uh, if if you look at the population who are they representing uh, it's it's a really uh, old uh, population uh, with 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 uh, with really nice uh, stable contracts so they have a lot to lose when things are changing uh, and labor unions are not representing uh, flexible workers and they're also really fighting against everything that has to do with uh, with flexibility. Um, and your second question was? Well, how, can, how can we solve that issue? Because I think what you're saying in, in, in the old way of working, um, if I would be a member of a labor union, then I would do it in the boss's his time or her time. Um, and I would probably get time for my boss to be active for the labor union as well. So it's all being done from the boss's his time and, of course, some spare time as well. Um, but that obviously is not there with a platform worker because all the time that they are working or they are really working they're not they don't have time to um, or don't get paid to to reassemble themselves and, and and to represent them themselves as well yeah I, I think at the moment that labor unions have a good story to platform because they will also join and of course there are also construction you could think about because like also with traditional labor unions uh, also uh, big employers are also paying a, a part of the contribution for them uh, so so they're also thinking about how to fix this uh, so i think the, the the main underlying problem is okay the story of the solution uh, doesn't reflect uh, to the needs of the of the worker uh, in also outside of of platform economy which is of course a shame because in the end the the idea of 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 the concept of a, a labor union is really important uh, because it's about uh, creating a more equal living playing field between people that has that uh, want to work and people that are offering work. Uh, so I think that the role of a, uh, a labor union is, is is extremely important in labor markets. Uh, and that's also why I also keep them responsible of, of, of lacking uh, uh, to take their responsibility uh, in uh, uh, in this. And of course, there are some different constructions. There was also uh, a paper by uh, Jaap van Sloten <coughs> uh, that was uh, looking to deliver and say, okay, what if we put all the workers in a kind of a cooperative? And and but that's and then and then then the cooperators they represent the workers uh, with the with the platform, and it also gave me some ideas about maybe that the cooperative is uh, the the uh, the next uh, phase of uh, of of, uh, of labor unions, and it also was quite critical also to the labor unions because what what else say is okay, if you as a labor union think 
that a fixed job is so important. So why the hell are you not the biggest employer in the country? Because it's all about about um, yeah uh, uh, um, um, collecting the benefits of skill. And when you have one million members, uh, you have a lot of uh, benefits of skill. Uh, so you can be the biggest employer uh, of the country. And of course, the the companies would never like that. Uh, but just in theory, uh, it's it's of course possible. The labor union being the biggest employer. If they think a fixed contract is so important, of course, take your responsibility because the only thing they are doing right now, uh, it's, it's, it's also the same, maybe also then uh, back, back to, to, to Roemler. So you have lots of people working via the platform and you can do a lot of things uh, for them. Yeah, uh, you can offer them lots of services. And like a labor union, they have lots of, of members. Uh, and, the only, and the only thing they're doing for them is, is, to, is to represent them. Of course, they can do lots more uh, for them. They can also offer assurance if they want, whatever. Yeah, but I think that's, I, I understand what you're saying. And I think that that, that could be a solution. Um, and at the same time, I think that platforms should not try to own the worker, so to speak. So I really like it if a Roamler also uses our competitors um, because that makes their um, task more meaningful if they go to the store, for example, or if they if they want to do work in general. So let the Roamler or the platform worker decide which platform they're going to use um, and and not being kept by us uh, and, and, and try to bind them to us by offering them services um, and, and then having all those parts of services with different, different platforms. I, I don't think that's a very healthy way to go. No, I, I also don't say that it's the best solution to, to, to make labor unions the employer uh, because solution. that uh, will be a, a really interesting discussion on uh, on everything. And that's also, that, that doesn't also really speed up innovation. Um, but I think what you also describe, uh, your your way of thinking with Roemler and the way of facilitating the worker is also really completely different than, than, than traditional matchmakers in labor markets. Uh, it's like with temp agencies, they're really focusing on the ownership of candidate and data. Um, uh, well, platforms are much more thinking about how to facilitate. And of course, there are different platforms with different backgrounds and different intentions, of course. Uh, but in general, uh, and that's also maybe a problem in the discussion, there's lots of, uh, there's lots of discussions about the Ubers and the route, but they are just one flavor of many uh, in, uh, in the platform landscape. So let's uh, let's move on uh, to our next question on the Gig CV. Uh, in collaboration with multiple platforms, you recently launched Gig CV, a digital resume for platform workers in which they can easily retrieve their data for future work opportunities. How did this project come to life? Uh, yeah, good question. So um, uh, as you know, uh, I'm quite long active in the in the debate of platforms and also gig economy, and I, I was looking. Okay, what are the main challenges and questions? within gig economy uh, that are really focusing on also the platforms. And of course, the, the legal status of the worker is a question, but that's a much more broader question. Uh, that's a, a question about labor markets, which is already stuck for about 10 years or probably uh, longer, but let's say 10 years, be positive today. Uh, so that, that that isn't really a subject where I thought, okay, I'm going to make the difference in that. Uh, but what I also saw that platforms, they are a really low uh, threshold for people to enter labor markets because uh, it's also like with with, uh, with Roemler, uh, uh, if you want to work, work 30 minutes uh, a month, it's okay. Yeah. And there's no traditional employer that wants to employ you for 30 minutes a month or maybe 30 minutes a year. And same like uh, also with Airbnb, uh, you can just rent out your, 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 your spare bedroom for one night a year. 
uh, there's no hotel or better breakfast that wants to do that. So by lowering these thresholds, uh, it really offers lots of opportunity for people to enter labor market and to also do experience in labor market, also to work in different industries. Um, so I think what I saw that every institution, also labor unions, but also the the uh, the, the the employment service, they also acknowledge, or not formally, but behind the scenes, acknowledge, okay, this this uh, platform way of working is really a low threshold to enter labor market. The only worry is, okay, it's a first step, but then there's nothing uh, for, uh, for, uh, for for many people. So the, what I then was looking, okay, so how, how can you solve this? At the other side, I also saw that people working via platforms are really building up uh, data within the platform that really helps them uh, to get more work and sometimes also better pay. So that's uh, the, the, the ratings they get, but also the more functional data about, okay, how many keys did you do? What kind of industry, this kind of stuff. Because that, that, that really yeah, gives trust to the people that want to, 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 to hire you via the platform. Um, so then I thought, okay, but why don't give this data also to the worker? Um, so what I did is I did a, a one-year research uh, funded by some uh, platforms, labor unions and other institutions, like also the Ministry of Economic Affairs and Climate in, uh, in, in Netherlands about, okay, so what are the opportunities in this uh, and what was already tried and, and, and why did others fail? And then I saw, okay, um, there are opportunities to, uh, uh, yeah, uh, to, yeah, to really try and, and make this happen. Um, so then during a meeting in October 2020 um, uh, with many platforms, uh, there was quite some, some positive response on the idea. And then I thought, okay, the, the only way to, to, because there were still many questions and also the debate on data portability is really uh, formed based on many assumptions. Um, and the way to validate assumption is just to do it. So that was the reason why I initiated uh, GigCV, CluCV in Dutch, uh, to yeah, to find a way how platforms can share this this data uh, within a digital resume with uh, with gig workers. And this was then a, a a another period of about let's say eight nine months uh, in talking and, and and thinking, and also in designing and thinking. Okay, how can how can you make this happen also on a sustainable way? And uh, yeah, this year in in January we we launched. Congratulations. For me, it seems logical that their experiences are worth something and there should be something out there in which they can validate the experiences that they've built up uh, by working uh, through different platforms. So is this one of the suitable solutions for the challenges that platform workers face? I think it's one, it's, it's, it could be one solution. So because in the end, we're still validating. Uh, so the question is, of course, it's nice to give the worker their data. But what is the value uh, and does it also uh, give them a higher chance to get work in other parts of labor markets. Uh, so, there's, so there are many things we still don't know. But I think it, it's it's a really yeah, logical uh, solution that it can contribute. And of course, it can contribute to a certain group of labor markets. Let's say people who are uh, more studying- More active, I guess? No, not, 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 not only more active, but let's say people that want to be, let's say a lawyer. So you're studying to be a lawyer and you're you're, you're making some money by, by, by working in a bar, uh, um, probably, this the data is for you uh, for your future. That's this important. But let's say that's let's say uh, you you are uh, doing babysitting via a platform like Charity Cares, uh, and you want to to work in the sector. So then you can use this like this, a this yes exactly. So then you can use the data, but also for people with no uh, work history at all. Uh, and then I will say, okay, something is better than nothing. Uh, so there are different situations where this could work uh, really good for, for workers. That's also something we're now uh, going to research to, to, yeah, to learn more about that. All right. And we heard Romler also implemented GigCV into their app. Why did you choose to, to uh, participate in this project? 
Yep, it's available on the app. You can uh, uh, easily uh, um, download your gig CV uh, at the moment. So um, can I use my gig CV to get a higher salary uh, now? You can try. <laughs> you can try. Um, but then we'll have to see how many tasks you have performed. Um, <laughs> so um, so I, 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 we, we implemented it because we really truly believe that that roamers should not be bound to only one platform and they should also use other platforms as well um, and um, I think this is just a great way for them to to own their data and uh, which they have uh, rights to have anyways you know the GDPR makes it really clear that they um, are entitled to this data so one way or another they should be able to get this data um, and if we're gonna provide them, let's make it nice and, and, and usable then, and not, not uh, try to frustrate them to get out of data. Um, one thing that, that you mentioned, Martijn, is that, that, that you're saying that you could use it. At, I kind of heard that you said to step up to a regular job. I, I don't see it as a step up. I see it as a sidestep or a different step. Uh, it could be for some people, it could be really a step up. Mm -hmm. um, but there's, of course, a lot of people that just wants to work to a platform and, and some stages of their life uh, platform works and and maybe if they i don't know have a different situation they might want to enjoy the uh, more fixedness of their job uh, uh, over over the flexible uh, way they worked at the platforms um, but i think that's that's either way it's 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 uh, let's let's have them use the the, the gig cfa and um, they can get it just by downloading them downloading the GigCV themselves. They don't have to go via Romler and ask them to send no, it. I think if you're if you're a pro, you can just use it uh, directly. Uh, okay. I think that is something that you have to be to in order to use it. Nice. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I have one question for Martijn. Um, so um, I think the GigCV, what you said, is, is something that you can use to show potential um, and please, what you have uh, have done in the past. So, for example, if you use babysitting, then you could maybe apply for a kindergarten or something. Um, I think it could also be a really good way for local governments or maybe governments to to help people um, from a stage where they are unemployed to take the first steps where in a platform you don't have a boss uh, saying that you have to be there at nine or something. So you can be more flexible in, in picking your own work at your pace. Um, do you see also a opportunity there with the GigCFA? So to get people from unemployment through platforms to maybe regular jobs or maybe more on platforms? Yeah, absolutely. I see this also this opportunity. And and, and, and basically, these are two, two questions. So the first part is, okay, can... Uh, uh, platform work be a solution for people uh, who are unemployed to get work experience and then second part is okay and then can you also does this data that you then then collect contributes to uh, other uh, opportunities or even labor markets and this can be on platforms or whatever um, and yes uh, I see it as, as a big opportunity what I also see uh, also talking to many local governments also like here in Amsterdam and also in Utrecht is that um, they are yeah they like the idea uh, but they uh, are afraid of, of, of experimenting uh, because they only want to have the perfect solution for, 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 for the people. Also knowing that a perfect solution probably will never be there. Uh, so I see in theory a lot of opportunities uh, for, 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 for local governments in, 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 in uh, experimenting with this. Uh, but in practice, I see they are quite um, 
uh, afraid or not really willing to to uh, to try. And then of course you also have the the then the, the chicken egg problem because they only want to join when it's perfect, but it can only but it, it can only be, be perfect when when we experiment. Uh, so that's uh, a, a a challenge also for me you know, with GigCV, uh, where let's say. The city of Amsterdam, Utrecht, uh, didn't want to cooperate because they were interested. But yeah, uh, when we entered all the internal processes, that was the answer. So I'm also talking to other uh, local governments in the Netherlands right now uh, to try to uh, to uh, uh, to do such an experiment because it's also really uh, is one of the validation parts of GigCV to see okay, does this data also contributes for people for more opportunities within labor markets? So what does the future for platform workers look like? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't think the only question is, is is how does the future of platform work? But I think more broad about the future of work and the role of platforms uh, in organizing work. Uh, because now when you talk about platform work and gig economy, uh, we're really looking on, on the really small on-demand task. Uh, uh, but in the end, if you see uh, the way the role of platforms uh, in organization of labor markets, uh, where in the end platforms can help to put the worker center on another process or the manager, um, I think that's that's it's it's a much more interesting uh, development uh, because then you're also not talking about okay, so what is your your contract status? Because there are also platforms to organize work within organizations. Because in the end, so, so when you're working for a boss in an organization, you as a worker know always better what you want to do and what you can do than your manager, always, no exception. At the moment that you also give this autonomy to to the worker again uh, and and organize this via platforms, then I think that we have a much more uh, flexible uh, labor market also within existing uh, labor uh, uh, contract relations. Um, and then you also make people also much more responsible for their own uh, uh, for their own work, but also for their own developments. Uh, like like now we're saying there's a shortage on labor markets. But my answer is then always, okay, is it a shortage or is it just a problem in organization and allocation? Uh, so are there not enough people or are we just organizing it as a wrong way that we can't do all the work with people we have? Uh, so I think that's the role of platforms in the organization of labor markets will be uh, uh, much bigger uh, in the in the future. And it's not a technical development, but more a organizational and also behavioral uh, uh, elements. Um, and there we're not talking about platform work because in the end it's it's about work and the way how we organize it. I completely agree. And I think this connects very well to the pass on question from our previous guest, Bart Gutte. Bart is a business futurist and he told us that you know him very well. Uh, he has an uh, interesting question for you. He asked you the following. My question to Martijn is, uh, how, how does he foresee that these plus platforms will evolve next? Um, will they become really, really ecosystems which will be enriched with functionality so that they are not only just for matching, but also an ecosystem to work within? I think they will be uh, a much, yeah, I think they will offer in the end much more uh, um, services than only the, the, uh, yeah, the matching of demand and supply which is also uh, good for placement itself, uh, because if they're only doing the matching, it's also, yeah, uh, so then your, your competitive advantage is also not uh, that big. And I think that, uh, that the, the, the change will also be that now now we're only looking to really um, uh, uh, isolate iso 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 a task. Uh, like, let's say with Uber, a, a, a Uber ride wherever in the world is a ride in a taxi from A to B. Um, but I think also by, uh, 
getting more experience and also more learning about how this platform and also this matching works, you can also yeah, uh, organize much more um, a complex tasks. Uh, and, then will, and then it will be also more interesting for a much bigger part of, uh, of, of labor markets. Right. Anything to add, uh, Wigert? Yeah, well, I got a question to add. Um, and uh, my question would be, um, what do you see for opportunities for platforms to um, for the growth of people? So if you look at what, um, uh, for example, Temper, uh, they have the barista classes where you can just follow a barista course and then you cannot only be a dishwasher but you can also be a barista right so um i think that fits really well in in what people like to do in terms of um, instant gratification uh, but then for work um, so i do this barista class and then could be a barista right and i can make more money yeah I think there are quite some opportunities for platforms there because in the end, uh, at one side, as you also mentioned, uh, they're facilitating, uh, so they don't try to, 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 to own the worker. At the other side, you also have, as, as platform, you also have benefits when people are working uh, uh, lots of hours via your platform. And uh, also, of, of course, depending on your platform, uh, but with most platform, that's, that's the case. Um, so that's also, yeah, challenge platform in, in okay, how to, how to be of maximal added value for this individual and also how to get them on board in different stages of their of their career because uh, of course it can to, it, it can be a, a a decision to say okay i i i only want to have uh, workers uh, and for for one year and then they, uh, we, they have much more experience and then then we let them go but of course that's also a kind of waste that you have uh, especially for the platform but also for the worker so i think that platforms can do lots of things uh, of, of really also um, uh, helping and, and educating uh, the worker and but you also need to have also different kind of tasks so we can also grow within tasks and of course there are already platforms uh, doing this uh, they're maybe giving the the newbies the new workers the simple task uh, and from there you can also grow in your uh, uh, in your role uh, but also with things like 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 education and training uh, i think they're quite some some uh, um, uh, challenges and also opportunities in uh, in that uh, and of course then if you look at maybe let's say in 20 years and also thinking about all the developments like like web3 and and and, and nfts and these kind of uh, blockchain stuff they can also think okay maybe you can also organize it in a way that people are also uh, 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 partly investing within uh, their own uh, education and future uh, by also partly uh, maybe uh, paying uh, uh, in this themselves but then they maybe can uh, yeah get money back while working uh, via the platform so there are different ways um, and i also really then also want to challenge in finding ways that's um, this education part doesn't. Uh, 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 then I also want to change you to to think about okay, how can this education part not be the old school lock in and a platform? Um, because in the end, that's also the the, the thread if you, uh, yeah, the that balance. you also want to make the balance. Uh, because you want to to educate them, but you also want to work them via different platforms. And how are you going to find the balance in that? I think it will be in a really nice. Uh, I challenge. think it's. I think that's really simple. I think if if if. Um, platform workers can work through other platforms that's and if they are uh, making more, more money because of it or because they can be more efficient so for example if i as a as a tech roamer i do a installation um, in some neighborhood and do another task uh, in in the same neighborhood that optimizes my route right so that's that's beneficial for the platform worker and um, and also in the end for us uh, if they're more beneficial um, and i think it's uh, especially for the for like the high skilled people 
that we serve as well through our platform, like the nurses and the and the technicians. Um, it, I think it's more of a challenge for us to get them on board um, and to treat them really well, um, and and to make sure that they're Romer fans um, than than um, than anything else. So we're entering the final stage of this episode. We always return to our main question here. Based on our conversation today, uh, Martijn, what are the main trends around the platform economy and its users? I think the main trends of platform economy are that, that platforms, uh, they are in every sector now. Um, uh, where we first thought, okay, this, this, this is only going to be in taxi and in home cleaning. There's no sector I can think about where platforms don't play a role. Um, the, the trends, or maybe also a wish, but I also see is that in the end, the platforms are really uh, putting uh, the user central instead of the process, um, which of course, there are quite some people that uh, need to get used on uh, on, uh, on that. Um, and in the end, uh, also the thresholds of starting new initiatives is also getting lower and lower because also technology and software is, 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 uh, is, is getting cheaper. But in the end, there is also really, really important to, to realize that in the end, the success of a platform doesn't rely on technology. Uh, technology is nice, it makes it happen. But in the end, with, with good technology, you can build really bad platforms. And with crappy technology, you can have really good uh, platforms. Um, and that's also, that's also something I think is really important to, uh, to realize. For our next episode, we invited a platform worker, Wim Beverdam. Martijn? It's time for your pass on question for the next Flexcast guest. What would you like to ask Wim? So Wim, what I want to like to know from you is the question, do you think an initiative like GigCV is interesting for your personal situation? So why and why not? And at last, what kind of data is, in your opinion, valuable to receive? All right, very interesting question. And I'll be sure to pass on the question to him in the next episode. That brings us to the end of this episode. A special thanks to Martijn Aretz for joining us during this valuable discussion about the trends around the platform economy. Stay tuned. Did you like this conversation and would like to know more about flexible resourcing or platform work? Visit Romler.com or follow Romler on LinkedIn, where they share the latest knowledge, news and trends about flexible resourcing and platform work. Thanks for listening to the Flexcast. Mm-hmm.